Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Just Browsing Podcast. I am your co-host, Zach, back again with Matt today. And we are here to do basically... To speak an, about an depression instant, yeah. and <laughs> anger an, and... An instant reaction to yesterday's Super Bowl. We are recording this Monday, February the 12th, 2024, year of our Lord. Um, the Super Bowl was yesterday. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs won again. They have won... What was the final score? 25-22. to 25-22. Two. So they and won by three, and they also won last year's Super Bowl by three. First repeat since what? It was like the 03 04. Yeah, I think they said it was like 19 years or something. First repeat in 19 years. So the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes have won their third Super Bowl in five years, I think it is. Um, they have also been to four Super Bowls in five years. Um, their only loss coming against <laughs> the quarterback that everyone hated prior to Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, but yeah, so the score yesterday, the final uh, 25-22, they, they get the win in overtime, only the second overtime Super Bowl in history. Um, the only other example was the 2017 matchup between the Patriots and the Falcons where the Patriots Another came back lead. from, what was it, 23 down or the something like that? The worst fucking to, Super Bowl lead ever. The worst blown lead, just, arguably like in the history of sports. Oh, you want to know who the coach or the offensive coordinator was for the Falcons? Yeah, well, I guess truly Kyle Shane, if, if you wanted to start somewhere for this discussion because i think we should just dive right it in was this is just a, a super bowl reaction episode um it was rigged shanahan he has been rigged yeah. part of directly part of several major uh blown leads double digit blown leads in either nfc championship games or super bowls in the last six years M most notably and the biggest one that collapse Right, uh, and that's that's not necessarily all on him. It's not necessarily on him, but uh, on, you, you're on one of him, the top but, three coaches on yeah. your team, and your offense was clicking so well in the first half, and they didn't to then score just a point, fall apart and not exist. And I was like, mm, something's not right. Yeah. Something's not right there. And then he's got I don't know what the other specific examples are. There was one I think against like the Rams, maybe some. The year the Rams recently. won the Super Bowl. Um, was it the NFC it championship game? It was the NFC game? championship game in LA. They were, I think, they were winning twenty to ten, yeah. and they lost. Yeah. I think it was like a last second field goal or something to beat them by one or two or something like that. And then didn't they? So they also lost to the Patrick Mahomes led Chiefs in twenty twenty. Didn't they also have a lead in that game as well? That they yeah, blew? it was another like late game lead that they blew. Yeah, like I think it was like the last five minutes or something. And Jimmy G had a chance, and then yeah, so. I mean, I don't know what how much stock you want to put into that because, you know, like you said, I, I don't know if all of those are necessarily all entirely his fault. There's a lot of moving parts to those, um, and especially if he's – you know, I mean, a lot of blame can be put on him if he's the head coach, but especially in Atlanta, he was only the offensive coordinator, right, that year. So, um, I mean, a lot can be put on the defense of that team, giving up so many points to the Patriots in the second half. So, I don't know. There's a lot of different things there, but um, – it's interesting that he's been a part of several high-profile, big-game scenarios where they have blown leads, double-digit leads to teams that they should have beaten, probably. And honestly, I think you know my just initial reactions to yesterday were that the Niners should have won that game. They had that game fully within their grasp and should have won it against a Chiefs team that honestly – probably shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl this year, had an off year in terms of recent Mahomes and recent Chiefs team standards. 
They had a defensive and, year, which they haven't had in years past. Yeah. Their, their defense in years past has always been their liability because you could rely on Mahomes to throw for yeah. 350, five touchdowns, and they were going to put up 35 points right, or something. Every game. Yeah. This year, they were like, we don't have – I mean, Rasheed Rice isn't a bad receiver, but he's still a rookie. Like, he's going to have those blunders. Yeah. Pacheco is a great running back, but if he gets hurt, you're, you're fucking – like, from Pacheco to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, you're, you're taking a step down. And then Kelsey was, like, non-existent all year pretty much. I mean, he had games, and then he had games where it was like yeah. – He had one catch on, like, nine targets for, like, 32 yards. So, this is really – so, I think when, when we sat down – at our Super Bowl watch party yesterday, someone was asking me. I was kind of just going around the room, like, "Who do you? All right, what? Who do you think? Who do you think is going to win?" And everyone's like, "Oh, I really want the Niners to win. I really want the Niners." Like, pretty much everyone was like, "I want the Niners to win." And they're like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I want the Niners to win, but the Chiefs are going to win this game." I'm like, "It's just they're the it team was, of destiny this it was year. Already it's, known it's written that they were in the stars." Win the game. And I, you know, this this was us being super jaded, and I've been super jaded for several weeks now towards the end of this season. Um, and, and again, I made this point on our prior podcast where we were leading up to the AFC and NFC championship games, but I was saying, look, I don't really have anything particularly against Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey or Andy Reid. I like Andy Reid. I think he's a good coach. I think Mahomes is a transcendent talent. I think he's a, an amazing talent at quarterback. I think Travis Kelsey is going to go down as one of the greatest tight ends ever to play the game. I like all of those guys individually. As a Broncos fan, I hate seeing the Chiefs have this much success. So that's one piece of it. Another piece of it this year was just the whole Taylor. Swift it was thing. an overexposure of the Kelsey family and Taylor Swift and Travis's relationship. And you know, Mahomes and his wife and his brother have been over. It's been an overexposure situation situation with them for several years now. Before the whole Taylor Swift thing, so this year, just the whole season, just felt like. Every, they just dominated the the social discussion and the headlines, and it just like was such a distraction from the actual on the field action of those teams. And I don't know. I th I think that was just part of not not only me being a Broncos fan and just obviously not wanting a you know in division rival to keep having this much success, but also being sick of this pseudo dynasty team that we got, but also just the overexposure of it. It's just like you can't go anywhere without seeing. You know, uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor right. Swift and the fucking Kelseys have their podcasts. And again, like, I don't have anything against Jason and Travis and everyone. Like, you know, I'm happy for all of their success. But it's, it's just like, like enough. it's just it was, you quit it's, quit hitting it's one me of those over the things, head. With it. Right? It's just thrown in your face. <laughs> like, you want to watch Sports Center? Yeah. And it's Travis and Taylor, and you're like, it's dude, I everywhere. don't care. Like, I just don't care. Right. Yeah, I'm the same way with the. I don't like Travis Kelsey. I like. I think Mahomes is. I, I mean, do you think he can win three more Super Bowls in the rest of his career? Because if he does, I mean, so people are already I, talking goat status for him. I know, as so far I, as him beating you know Brady out, and I, I think statistic wise, he'll probably push Brady if not eclipse him at some point, depending have, on his longevity. I, I crammed in a couple of um, of my favorite sports podcasts today, who posted like reaction episodes today from the Super Bowl yesterday, and so I listened to a lot of this talk, and a lot of people were kind of, I missed this because the the little watch party I was at, it was loud and people were talking, but I missed the very end of it. But apparently Romo was like comparing Mahomes to Jordan, Michael Jordan or something like that. And I'm like, okay, but that's been, that's been kind of the narrative with him for the last couple of years he, now. He's the prodigal child. He, he's the coming yeah. in. He's the face Tom of the Brady. Yeah. The, the torch has been passed and all these comparisons are made between him and Brady. And I think it's kind of funny that like 
there's not a single other quarterback that anyone has mentioned at all in the comparison to Brady. They just go straight to Mahomes, who's only been playing for, what, seven years now? Right. And it's like, you guys aren't even going to mention anyone else who's played in the last, like, 15 to 20 years since Brady has been in I mean, the people league. just like, throw away Peyton Manning. And it's I was like, going to say, what happened to – the single greatest season in any yeah, quarterback What happened to this – like, so Peyton Manning's not in this discussion. Aaron Rodgers isn't in this discussion. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger isn't in this discussion. Like Dan Marino, Joe Montana, exactly. Steve you, If you want to go back even further, those guys are like, in the like, conversation. So it's like – Terry Bradshaw. Who, who decided that it's only Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes? It seems a little early to be doing that. I will say this. Someone was asking – to answer your question kind of – Someone was saying, like, because that's the whole discussion right now and, and since the end of the game yesterday of, like, well, he's seven years into his career. He's six years as a starter. He's now got – he's been to the Super Bowl four times. He's won it three times. He's got two MVPs, three Super Bowl MVPs. All the playoff, like, starts comparisons between him and Brady, like, his statistics are better, I think, in many different categories, especially this early. He's only 28 years old, so everyone's like, can he eclipse Brady? And it's like, listen, there is a huge fucking difference between three Super Bowls and seven. Yeah. Seven is a lot of Super Bowls, and he went to ten Super Bowls in his career. I don't think people really understand that Mahomes – is not only going to have to continue playing at an extremely high level, but he's also going to have to do that for like another decade plus. Yeah, I think... Brady was in the league for 20, what, two or 23 years? I, I, I heard today that the gap between Brady's like third and fourth Super Bowl, he was 27 when he won his third Super Bowl, and he was 37 when he won his fourth Super Bowl or something like that. So there was this huge gap... But Brady maintained a high level of production for that entire 10 years and was in the league and extended his longevity right, he just, long he enough. He just had to play against he gave Eli Manning twice. Opportunities. Exactly. Peyton Manning yeah. twice. Yeah. Like he right now, the quarterbacks that Mahomes is playing against, you have Lamar. Okay. He, he won a second MVP, and everyone's like, he deserved it. I'm like, he did a lot with his legs, and he had a decent year throwing the ball. Like, Do I think he deserved MVP? Yeah, probably. Josh Allen had more touch, what the most touchdowns in the league, or was responsible for the most touchdowns in the league. Okay, he's competitive, but like we've seen how he makes the worst decisions in the most important moments. And in terms of like the actual, you know, what the new version of Peyton Manning and Tom Brady is, it's Josh Allen and Mahomes, and Mahomes but so far has I, has gotten the better. I don't of even think it is time. Josh Allen and Mahomes. I truly think I would much rather watch Mahomes and a healthy Joe Burrow. Yeah, Everyone throws true. away Joe Burrow, I, I, and I'm I like, think, Joe Burrow and the Bengals have – they're the only team that have beat the Chiefs in an AFC championship. Yeah, I, I think it's years. just that the we've seen Mahomes match up against Josh Allen more often in big game scenarios. Well, yeah, he's been in the league a couple years more, yeah. and Burrow's missed – what, he missed last year. He's had year. a lot of injury he, he problems. He had his torn yeah. ACL his rookie year. Like, he's had a lot of injury, but it's – I think Burrow's going to be the next quarterback, but at the same time, it's one of those – like – and. I'll, I'll dive into conspiracy theories because there's people out there that are like, the NFL's not rigged, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure, and, and I'd have to look it up, so this could just be bullshit or it could be, you know, just missed statistics. I'm pretty sure the NFL made like an extra $2.5 billion since Taylor Swift came into the scene in jersey sales, ticket sales, um, you know, ad revenue from streaming and TV yep. and everything. I'm pretty sure they made like an extra $2.5 I Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. So 
it's a business. Your brother mm-hmm. was a part of the business. He was an employee of the NFL. Yep. It's not this, you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want to do, make shit ton of money, do whatever, you know, go to this team, go to that team. No, if you don't make them money, you're out. Like, end of story. Whole Colin Kaepernick thing. Of course, there's a lot more behind all of that bullshit, but the NFL was like, dude, you're a liability. We're not going to make money with you. <laughs> right, right. You're out. Like, that's it. That's, that's, that's it. end of discussion. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to lose money if, yeah. if you're in the league and we can't take that risk. Taylor Swift comes in, what, like week three or something? Mm-hmm. Bro, as soon as she came in, everyone's like, dude, what the fuck's going on? Like, we all thought it was a joke, blah, blah, blah. She came in and now they're starting like to, d- to date and all of this. And I'm like, dude, the Chiefs, in my head, I never said it to anybody because at that time, you know, the Broncos were on like a five game win streak. I'm like, the Broncos well, and the Chiefs chance. really didn't have that great of a regular season for a very right. long stretch, too. But I'm sitting there going, the NFL will do whatever they can to keep Taylor Swift on the TV. Oh, yeah. Of course they will. As deep into the season yeah. as they possibly can. They'd be I'm dumb like, not to. It's a business and they're about making money. So I've seen all of these things. They're like, it's rigged. And I'm like, I mean, it is rigged. I mean, the Chiefs didn't – so going back to last year's Super Bowl, we right. all know that the refs fully fucked that game and yep. stole it from the Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anyone with a brain and knows football knows that the Eagles got fucked out of last year's Super Bowl to give the Mahomes a second and the Chiefs that win. It wasn't as blatant this year, but there were obvious holding calls that were not called against the Chiefs' offensive line. And, of course, there's holding every play, right? We're not going to get rid right. of that. but. Right. There's blatant, like they tackled Joey Bosa like three times, and he would have probably had at least pressure on Mahomes to make a different play. Before you came and sat down, I they one of the uh, sports pages that I follow on Instagram was showing one where the fucking right tackle is just bear hugging him and yeah. dragging him to the ground, and, then, and that, that's on a, hold. On, a, on a play where Mahomes scrambled out to that right. side, and it's and, like what, and you what watch are we doing that, here? and it's a hold, and then they show the like one of the the holds that the 49ers got called for, it was a hold, and I'm like, okay, yeah, that's a hold on an outside run. But I'm also sitting there going, you better call that on the other side. They didn't have a flag thrown on them from like the middle of the second quarter all the way until that last 49ers drive when they got the the defensive holding to keep the drive going. Yeah. And I'm like, you're okay, you miss calls on both sides, I get it. But at the same time, like you're missing blatantly obvious false starts, which this guy's been doing all fucking year long. So we're just let's. It's like the NBA. Let's get rid of traveling as a fucking rule. Just <laughs> yeah. Run up and down. The, you don't have to dribble anymore. If you're not going to enforce it, then why is it right. in the rule book? Yeah. So he's he's leaving early every time to get an extra step because he's going to get beat by Chase Young or Joey Bosa, or knows it Nick Bosa. It's Nick Bosa. Joey's on charter. I think I it know. is Nick. Yeah, Bosa. I, I think you're right. Ninety-seven Bosa. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's like he's going to get beat either way, and it's like. He's he's leaving. You're not calling. It. You didn't call it once. All I want is fair fucking. Oh wait, never mind. The it's all the Taylor and fucking Kelsey. Let's just go to ESPN's homepage real quick. <laughs> well, while you're pulling that up, I, I think one of the things that you're getting to, which is something that certainly They're fucking lucky, because it was here this morning. Pretty sure it said Taylor and Travis, and there was like a picture of them kissing. But now that there's games going on there. Go fuck uh, I'm sure it's on there somewhere. <laughs> you won't have to look that far. Maybe on the NFL page. Um, I don't want to look at it anymore. I, I, yeah. I'm on a hockey season. I, I think um, it, it's what you're getting at is something that you feel strongly and I feel strongly, and I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands millions of, of millions NFL of NFL fans. fans across the country and across the world who feel the same way, which is like you could feel this tide, this like tidal wave just washing over the rest of the league as this Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing became such a big deal and such a distraction through the middle, late part of the season. And you're like, 
And then I, I think um, we we were talking about it when we recorded our um, podcast going into the AFC and NFC Championship games. And then right after that, I was at my parents' house, and my dad was asking me about it. And I'm like, look, I want anyone but the Chiefs to win – but do, what do I think is going to happen? The Chiefs are going to win. Because I was like, the NFL, here's the thing. You can't, as a, a sane, rational person who's been watching and paying attention this NFL season, you can't look at all of this and go, the NFL can't resist having Taylor Swift in the Super Bowl. It's the biggest sporting event in the country, one of the biggest sporting events in the world, she is literally the biggest musical act in the world right now and right. has been on the whole past year, been on like the biggest fucking concert tour that's ever existed. You think the NFL is not going to do everything within their power to make sure that that woman in particular is sitting in a fucking suite on Super Bowl Sunday? Cheering on her boyfriend. Cheering on her boyfriend. And then you think once they get that far, you think they're going to pass up the opportunity to do everything in their power to make sure that that team wins so that she can be on the field while the confetti's coming down, kissing, kissing her boyfriend? Him, yeah. Come on, guys. Like, yeah. oh, did yeah. anyone really expect them not to win? And here's the thing that's fucking infuriating. Like, I was watching that game... And I'm going, and that's what I just said a few minutes ago. The Niners should have won that game. The Niners had that game within their grasp, and there were two turnovers that the Chiefs had they did not capitalize on. Right, they went three and out, I think, on both of them. So fucking infuriating. And then the Christian McCaffrey fumble, I'm like, you guys are pissing away opportunities. And anyone who knows Patrick Mahomes and has seen his recent success and has watched you know, any Chiefs football in the last five to six years knows that – you can't make mistakes like that against Andy Reid and the Chiefs and Mahomes because you're going to get burned. Whether it's first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, or overtime like yesterday, if you keep pissing away opportunities like that, you're going to get fucking burned. You're going to lose the game. And sure enough, that's what happened. It's like well, you cannot take it's, turnovers from the Chiefs and then not score points on right. them. Right. I mean, that's how the, think how the Broncos beat them this year. The Broncos finally were like, we got defensive stops and we killed clock. And we put them in bad positions. Yeah. The Niners with McCaffrey, I mean, he got beat up. The dude was – I mean, he was doing a lot yesterday. He's a warrior. He's always he's always getting but beat it's, up. But it's like one that. of those things It's like they did everything they needed to, and then they just were like, yeah, we're good. We're going to let them yeah. win. And, and it's like, do I think the NFL scripted? I don't think I would go that far as to be – because think about it, right? I mean, your brother was in the NFL. If he had scripts and, like, he's not allowed to tell us, um, you know – Fuck you, Sam. But like, there's too many variables. There, there's too many. You know, if you're in a contract dispute, you're gonna fuck it. I'll just leak the script then. Right. And it's like, there's. I don't think it'd be scripted. Hey, you're gonna tear your ACL. I don't, I don't and think you're gonna rehab back from this. We, you're we, gonna sit out yeah, and make we've, millions. We've kind of talked about this before. I don't think it's actually scripted, but I do think there are some strings being pulled. Oh yeah. In certain instances, to make sure that make certain sure you games, throw more flags, certain on outcomes team. happen between certain teams. Certain teams end up in big games to you know boost TV revenue, all that and, shit. And I think you know. And this year is the most obvious example of oh, yeah, of, is, of a team and a and a couple of players of the NFL having the most incentive maybe ever to make sure that right. they're in the biggest game of the year. Well, and I think too, like I hate Tom Brady. Of course I hate the Patriots. Everyone hates a dynasty, right? Yeah, everyone hates a dynasty. Cause you have to agree that the is Patriots a were a fucking dynasty. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are they the greatest franchise in the NFL? You, you can't say that because there's other teams with more Super Bowls or even Super Bowls. 
But you hate a team that's constantly good. You the same with Alabama. We all exactly. fucking hate them. Same with we the don't Golden State Warriors. Go through. I was a few just talking years, about that right? with, with Ty's like, dad. Like yeah. the Patriots have been bad. It's been great since Brady left. Yeah. Because fuck the Patriots, but now they're irrelevant. Uh-huh. Tom Brady left. Okay. I don't have to hate any team because Tom Brady's on it. You don't want to see him do good. And I think a lot of it would be he is a good quarterback, but Brady would also complain and bitch the refs a lot. But at the same time, now that I think back on like watching older football, and of course the game's evolved and changed, dude didn't get a lot of calls like there are today. Yeah. Sure he had a lot there was the the meme about how like you like blow on him and the rest would throw a flag. Mm-hmm. And that originated from people hitting Tom Brady. Dude, I think I don't think he was as protected as Mahomes is. Mahomes gets well, looked that, at. It, it only got that way later in his career, too. Once he was like the right. face of the NFL and he was, you know, hands down the best quarterback but, and all this stuff. But that, that's where I'm kind of getting at though, is the NFL looks and they go, Okay, Mahomes is our our face, right? It's now. our golden child. He's yeah. you know, we have to do whatever we can to protect him and keep But you have so many other good quarterbacks right now in the league that it's kinda like you guys just let the league play out. Yeah. I don't think the Chiefs should have been in the Super Bowl. I think they got they honestly calls throughout the whole year. season. But there's another point to that too, which is I agree, this was not a very strong year for them. I don't I didn't even think they were going to make it all the way to the Super Bowl. But once they were once they had made it as far as like the AFC Championship, I'm like, well, they're going to fucking win it all cuz the NFL can't resist having to Honestly, as soon there. as they won in but, Buffalo, I I knew they yeah, were Yeah, like, well, here Baltimore. we go. Here I'm we like, fucking go. How are you going to scheme to beat these guys? What I was going the point I was going to make is you can't discount how impressive it is that they went into Buffalo and beat Josh Allen in Buffalo. They went into Baltimore and beat Lamar Jackson in Baltimore to get all the way to the Super Bowl. I mean, that is a really impressive run that they yeah. went oh, through yeah. the playoffs. And and you were you were mentioning um Kelsey, who was largely non existent through great big stretches of the regular season. He did show up throughout the playoffs. Now the Super Bowl, he did not have a very good game yesterday in the Super Bowl. But throughout the playoffs, Dude, he almost, he almost he, knocked Reed over, and now I was laughing yeah, so hard at yeah. that. <laughs> but the, but throughout the playoffs, throughout their earlier games, and like like the last one or two games of the regular season, and throughout their playoff games, he had some really good games and some clutch catches. He really showed up. But you're right. Throughout large parts of the regular season, he was like non-existent. It was like, what what happened to Travis Kelsey? The, the team just didn't see. Well, he's making bullshit commercials for fraudulent <laughs> companies. Um, Dude, he's in all the commercials. Yeah. I, I was trying to list it off the other day, and I came up with five companies off the top of my head that he does commercials for. And I'm sure I was missing a couple. Yeah, that's what I mean again about overexposure. Like, not, oh, yeah. not only is it all the social media accounts, but it's everything you're watching. The games they're cutting up to Taylor Swift every time he does something good. They cut up to Taylor Swift, but then the game cuts to commercial, and you got to sit through like you see Travis Kelsey on like three different commercials for three different companies, and then the fourth commercial is a Patrick Mahomes commercial, and you're like. Right. Guys, can we fucking relax a little bit with this? It's just, I don't know. Oh, by the way, the Dunkin' Donuts commercial with all the Boston boys when they had Tom Brady in, and I was like, I fucking hate you, but like, that's great. It's great. You were in Boston for so long, and I also a lot of big name people. I also just love the best friend Matt Damon, and I'm like, damn, they got everybody. I I also just love the fact that like. Boston people are just like we are going to attach our entire identity to Dunkin' Donuts. I fucking love Dunkin' Donuts, so I that's right, what, that's what I brew up every morning. It's what cracks me up so much about it. Is they're just all like, "Bro, Dunkin' for life, bro. We fucking love Dunkin'." Dude, it was, that was, <laughs> got that was the best commercial. Dunkin' Donuts tracksuit. I got to give me one of those. It's pretty great. But but yeah, I mean, 
I don't know. It's the overexposure. Yeah, it's being a Broncos fan that it sucks that the Chiefs are good. It's it double it doubly hurts for us because we're Broncos fans. I, so it's like as I told and the, the Chiefs were so shitty for so long. Oh yeah, before Mahomes. So that's why it was always like, oh, we don't have to worry about the Chiefs. Chiefs are terrible. And then now they're just anybody. like a fucking dynasty, and you're like, oh my god. But see, that's what happens when a, you have a great quarterback. We got Peyton Manning here, and and we were all like, we better win a multiple Super Bowls. We went yeah. to two. We went. You know, one of two, yeah. two out of four years. Great four-year stretch. You know, Great four-year stretch. I'm like, hey, we won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. We got fucking embarrassed, but we won later on, and I'm right. happy. Yeah. I, we can, I'll sail on this fucking ship yeah. and be happy. Forget yeah. about the first one. But it's just, yeah, it hurts that it was the Chiefs, but it hurts more. I think it hurts me more because I love sports so much, and I, I you can just see the integrity of all of these professional sports just disappearing. Uh-huh. And I think we, we, you know, we've touched about it on the gambling. Um, the the line moved yesterday. I was looking at it early in the morning. It was Niners one and a half, and it moved to two and a half. And I'm like, there's there's so much money being put on the Niners. I did nine parlays. <laughs> didn't hit on any of them, but I didn't pick a team. Well, the only team that I picked, I picked the Chiefs to cover a pot, like a plus seven and a half, so they could lose by a touchdown. Okay. Because I was like, I don't know how this game's truly going to go, but my gut is like, yo, the Chiefs are going to win. You know they're going to win. And it's just – so I was like, I'm not going to bet on a team, but, dude, the league's being skewed so heavy. Everybody that I know or, like, big tickets I saw had the Niners winning. Yeah. There, someone posted some, like, tweet about Caesar Sportsbook taking in bets. It was all, like, half million dollars plus, all on the Niners to win. And I'm like, and that's how Vegas gets you. So – that goes back to the episode that we just posted a couple episodes back about the sports gambling piece. And I was going to bring that up because yesterday, you know, we, we get over to the, the house where we're going to have our little watch party or whatever, and they're doing some of the pregame coverage and all this kind of stuff. And then they immediately go to a big section, a pregame Super Bowl section sponsored by FanDuel. And they're talking about all the odds and all these different bets you can place. And I'm like, listen, if you don't, you don't have to go much further than the Super Bowl to see like maybe the one and only example of how like corporatized America operates. Like that is it is the biggest ad generating, money generating event of the calendar year almost, I'm sure. And it's just nothing but fucking commercials and just companies selling you shit, the NFL selling you shit. Well, think and about this. Who wins the, who wins the most out of this situation? Think about it. It's an easy answer, but who wins the most out of everyone in America being addicted to sports betting? Well, the sports betting companies, no, the no, NFL. No, no. The government. Well, Because yeah. they tax you on your winnings, Yeah, yeah. and they're going to tax the shit out of the fucking companies on their winnings. That is true. The only, the only company- The federal government has their hand in everything. The, the only entity that's bigger than the NFL is the U.S. government <laughs> in, that, in that scenario. Their big daddy's getting their piece of all the fucking betting winnings. Oh, guess what? You bet $500,000 and you just won $1.2 million. <laughs> you ain't going to hide that shit from yeah. Uncle Sam. Not, not before Uncle Sam gets his cut. Um, I don't know. In terms of the actual game, because I don't want to get too cynical and just rant about like the f- fucking- <laughs> fuck the cheese by the way the just co- fuck corporatized the America um, but what was one of my biggest things that I already mentioned was the, the Niners not capitalizing on the two turnovers but then another thing that was a fucking devastating blow was that uh, punt Drake well oh, I thought you were going to say Drake Greenlaw tearing his fucking Achilles on the what sideline what was that about by the way how weird was that fucking freak thing 
But I think we were it, sitting there watching. I'm like, what happened to that guy? And yeah. everyone's like, I think he just blew his Achilles out yeah. running onto the field. I was like, what? If he doesn't tear his Achilles and he goes back in and plays a fully healthy game, I think they still, I think they win. I think they yeah. can hold on to win. He's such a good linebacker. I think they win. I felt so bad for him. How terrible would that be? You make it to the Super Bowl and then something, some freak injury like that happens. Yeah. Like what the what are the odds of that? He's just taking off from the sideline to go running out on the field. And it just, was in the script. Was man. it his knee or his Achilles? I, think, I mean, it, it had the same like reverberation through the yeah. calf. Yeah. So I'm assuming it was his Achilles. Have they announced anything today? Do we know? No. Hmm. Well, what I was gonna all say they've is announced the, is the Niners are like, we didn't know the rules. And I'm oh, like, yeah, I've heard about that. And the Chiefs yeah. came out and like, listen, we've been fucking preparing for this shit since fucking training camp. Yeah. I'm well, like, I won't go on my whole rant about overtime rules in the NFL because long long time listeners of this podcast. My, I mean, my they switched opinions it, though, on that are, are this was well the first documented. year with the new rules. Yeah, I agree, but still the new rules aren't exactly clear because everyone is so used to the way the old rules work. Like, can we just go to so like, college the, over the, there? Exactly. So but, the the party I was at yesterday, everyone but me, and the only reason I knew it is because I literally read the little like rules flashcard right, thing that they, that, they, that they popped up with just the little like four or five bullet points. Because everyone was like, wait, so if the Niners score here, score a touchdown here, it's over, right? And I'm like, no, both teams get a possession. Everyone's like, are you sure? I'm like, I'm positive. They right, changed it this just year. Just playoffs, though. Yeah. Regular season still old school. If they score a touchdown, it's over. Yeah. Playoffs, every team. Everyone was so confused. Everyone's right. like, are you sure about that? I'm like, they just put it up. I promise yeah. you, both teams Unless get a possession. Unless it's a defensive score. Yeah. yeah. Then... But it's still over. that that goes to show you right there that the NFL has not done a very good job of like communicating to the fan base how their overtime rules work, and especially it's weird that it was different from regular season to postseason. It's like, well, why is it not the same across the board? So you got to remember though, back when the it was the Chiefs Bills game, that's what made them switch. The, the, You're talking you know, about the one from a couple years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was everyone's like, oh, this is the yeah. greatest football game yeah. ever, and then the Chiefs won, and everyone's like, we don't even get to see Josh Allen try and answer. Yeah, don't even get the rebuttal. So they yeah. changed it, and they go literally, anybody, everybody gets a possession unless it's a defensive score, because that means one team had their possession, the other team technically both teams right, are technically possessed. both teams yeah. gets the possession. So that means basically, like in, in yesterday's scenario, if the Niners throw have the ball, they throw a pick six. It's over. The or they throw over, a pick right? and they kick a field goal. It's over. It's over because both teams you're have possessed. You're right. You're yeah. guaranteed one possession okay. each. Yeah. So it's like it's it's kind of like college in that sense, right? It's a whole new game. There's no clock, right? They put 15 minutes. I don't know why you put even 15 minutes on because right. it's a first quarter. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and I'm going. Don't. If you win the toss, you know, kick. You want to see what you have to match. Yeah. You you so, want to put the pressure on their offense because maybe you get a turnover. I was curious to get wins. your opinion on this because I was listening to Ryan Russillo's podcast earlier today and he was reading this whole I guess, you know, like ESPN has like their their stats and analytics guys. And there was some whole big article that came out today talking about because that, that was everyone's one of everyone's criticisms of Shanahan today was like the decision to receive the ball. Well, and that's where the first players were like, we didn't the know the rules. Toss. And it's like, come on, that's your job. You should know right. that these rules, especially that part, going I agree. into the they, Super Bowl. They need to fucking know. And it's the coach's job to make sure all the players understand how the rules work right. and all that. That's, or, hey, if you win the toss, kick. Right. As but, a head coach, you say that to your captain going out there. And, and I haven't read – I'm sure people can go see the new episode from Ryan Rosillo's podcast today, and I'm sure you can look it up. Just Google it, and it'll be some ESPN article. But there was a whole stats and analytics guy who broke down – I guess they have run a whole bunch of like simulations of outcomes, like odds on outcomes of – what happens if you know in, in overtime the team who wins the coin toss if they elect to do X versus Y they ran like you know hundreds of thousands of simulations and apparently it's like 
the differences in whether or not you choose to receive versus kick off with the new overtime rules are like very negligible, like one or two percent, or maybe even less. It's like very, very small. So apparently, according to the stats and analytics guys, it's kind of, you know, a coin toss, essentially, for lack of a better phrase. It's a kind of a coin toss. So I get everyone's criticisms of of Shanahan's decision to go for it and just receive the ball first and be on offense first. But I think according to the stats, if you really dove into it, it doesn't really matter. Well, but you got to think this way, right? I mean, stats are super misleading in in terms of things like this because you don't know the personnel and the players, right? Like everything could be different, right? Yeah. Who would you run the stats with? They're like – we ran it with the Broncos versus the Chargers. And <laughs> well, like, oh, I think well, fuck. one of the th- one of the things that is was a good that, point. What was that three nothing at the end of one thousand? <laughs> one of the, one of the points they made was like you would have to basically see you would have to run these overtime scenarios like every game for the next like you know ten thousand years to understand right what the actual trends so, are and all this stuff. So a so better way to do it would be try and compile all the data from like college football. Yeah. Which offense because in reality you got to think that's what it was. In regulation or in the regular season, a touchdown wins you the game in overtime, a field goal you put pressure on. Right. But if you are guaranteed a possession, I would put my defense out there all day and be like, "Listen, and that's everyone's argument, and, and I get that. I get that because guess what? You then know, you you get know to what see, you have to do when you get the ball. You get you know exactly what it is you need to do. Well, you, you've seen the other team and, have their possession first, right? Did well, they kick the field goal or did they get could, a touchdown? And I don't know if you could hear Tony Romo yesterday, but he goes, "I mean, think about it. The Chiefs already know they have four downs every every single drive, or you know, they have four downs to get ten yards. They mm-hmm. know they have four downs. Yeah, when you, you know, hey." It's fourth and one on your own 48-yard line, and you're, you know, Shanahan, you're like, do I punt it? But if we punt it, a field goal wins it for them, or do I go for it? Where if we don't get it 10 yards and they're in field goal range. Mm -hmm. So it becomes one of those, hey, I want the ball second, because if you kick the field goal, all I got to do is get in the end zone. Worst case, I kick a field goal, and then I really have to play defense, because then it becomes next team to score wins. Next team to score, yeah. But it's one of those, okay, you scored a touchdown, we scored our touchdown, and I'd look at my team, I'd call one of my three timeouts, and I'd be like, do you want to win? This is this right. is your choice. If you guys want to win, we're going for two. Yeah. And we're going to win the fucking game right here. We're not putting we're our defense lose back the game on the right field. Yeah. We're not going to put our defense back on the field. I would take the ball second. Every, in, in college, if I was a college coach, taking the ball second every single time. Because I want to know what I have to do. I think – with regard and I I totally get that logic and I actually think that's probably what I would do had I been in that scenario but I honestly can't blame Shanahan for being just like we want the ball and we want to try and go score first like each team's going to get a possession well, who the fuck cares their defense was just on the field and, and that's that's another thing too we haven't talked about how well both defenses played for most of that game it was not a very high scoring game for most of the it, game it was literally the last like but that's also the thing too the last 5 minutes of Niners defense was just letting them pick them apart they were having yeah. like I think the Again, problem there know. was the Niners' defense had just been on the field so long. I, right, but, but I don't know if, you, like I said, if you could hear, and Romo's like, I am not blitzing on this play when uh, Mahomes had like his 23-yard run. He goes, yeah. I am not blitzing. I'm showing blitz and backing out of it yeah. so he can't get an early read on the defense. And they blitz, and he just right around him, and he's like, that's why you don't fucking do that. He goes, you don't have, you don't need to give up these big chunk plays. And I'm like, dude. Can I, can I ask you a question? No. <laughs> I'm closed for questions on the day. I'm not. I'm not accepting. I'm not receiving any questions. Um, 
is do you think Mahomes is that good of a runner? Because I I am like perplexed every time I see him scramble out of the pocket and just make guys miss for like twenty five fucking yards with that dorky little run that he has. I'm like he doesn't look like he's particularly that fast, and he doesn't really look like he's particularly like agile where he's like Lamar Jackson and planting his feet in the ground and fucking like shaking and baking guys. So, but somehow he's just like kind of crafty and just kind of does that like I'm you know no one at home can see this but I'm doing that little like fucking dorky run that he has right where you like just, wait, it's like a speed walker where they get it's like a hips speed really walk. going yeah, side to side and his really, hands and like, are flailing I guess it's just confusing to look at when you're trying to tackle well, him or something because guys just miss all the time and he he did this last year in the Eagles Super Bowl remember where he hurt his ankle and everyone's like oh my god his ankles right. hurt and then he just scrambles is he going like to be able to run yards. and then he scrambles for 30 yards and makes a bunch of guys yeah. miss I'm like how are we letting Patrick Mahomes on a bum ankle fucking juke five guys and scramble 30 yards down the field like he's not Lamar Jackson I think I think how part is this of happening? it I think part of it is you can literally put you can watch two clips and I think it was this year or last year but it was earlier this year together Justin Herbert was like three yards out of bound gets absolutely obliterated when he was on a, you know running the ball but he was clearly out of bounds no flag Patrick Mahomes gets hit while he's in bounds mm. they throw a flag so I think teams are legit scared to hit him. Or else they're going to get a penalty. Or they're going to get a penalty. And it's one of those things like, at what point if I'm a middle linebacker and he's running at me, as long as he's not sliding, bro, I'm hurting. Like I'm, My goal yeah. is to make sure right. you're in pain right. when you're A legal hit, but up. I'm going to fucking hurt you. Right. Like, it's and if they throw hurt. a flag on me, then I'll, you know. Right. Whatever. I'll get another 15 yard once I. You're going to feel this. Once the yeah. referee, you know. Once I hit him with the Jackie Moon. <laughs> and he's going to be thinking about that the next time he scrambles out of the right. pocket. Like, I'm going to get lit the fuck up if I don't and get out of bounds. And he sees you and he's like, fuck. Yeah, And exactly. he slides. And then yeah. you hit him when he slides. And you stand <laughs> over him and you fucking go, sup, bitch. Cause a riot in the stadium. I, I don't know. I just I am continually confused at how he's able to escape from the pocket like that. Because like I said, just, are afraid to hit just him. eyeball test. It doesn't look like he's particularly that fast. And it also doesn't look like he's particularly that agile. Not it's, like a Lamar Jackson, certainly. Right. It's people but yet are afraid he's just, to hit him. He just kind of goes scampering out of the pocket, and he'll he'll do these like weird little pump fake things where it's like, guys, he's clearly past the fucking line Dude, of scrimmage. He's that, not going to Nothing throw drives it. me more crazy when shit. a defender, when the quarterback's like 19 yards downfield, and he goes like this. He the pump fakes. Like, like, what are you doing? I'm like, what are you, are you doing? Jumping jacks in the middle of the fucking field? <laughs> he can't throw it. And if he does, it's going to be a penalty. Like, how stupid are you that you don't know the situational awareness? You're making millions of dollars to play this game as your me job. Insane. I hate and that. And you don't know that as soon as he... You hope he throws the ball. I'm like, he's run 15 yards downfield. He's not going you to throw You hope he it. throws the ball. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you hit him. <laughs> exactly. But no, you jumped and now he's behind you. Yeah, exactly. He and does that all the time. still running. He does that all the time. I think it's... I, I truly think... I mean... I really do think it is people are afraid that they're going to get point. a penalty. That's a good point. Because he's so protected. He, right. He's the most protected person in any sport. Well, he's the half a billion dollar and, man. Dude, I'd, if I was a player, I'd I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> Three-peat my ass, bitch. <sighs> fuck. It was so fr- – I don't know, dude. It was – like I knew – again, going back to what I said earlier, everyone's like, well, who do you think is going to win? I'm like, I want the Niners to win. The Chiefs will win. Oh, yeah. That's what's going to happen. I've ju- I'm just resigned to it. It was like watching Bama in the national title for the past 10 years. years. Anytime they make it, I'm like, well, I'm rooting for literally whoever's playing them, but do I think Bama's going to win? Yeah, probably. I'm just like resigned to it. And then it's a pleasant surprise if they don't win. You know, I'm just assuming that's going to be the outcome. At least college but football isn't rigged. What like- was so fucking infuriating is that the Niners 
we're playing a Chiefs team that didn't have a very good regular season all year. Yes, they got hot and beat two good teams away in the playoffs I call to the get Bills to this. Good. The Broncos beat the Bills in Buffalo. But the Bills always play the Chiefs really, really competitive. Yeah, but the Broncos still beat the Bills in Buffalo. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, but a team that I don't think should have made the Super Bowl and honestly wasn't playing that well of a game. Mahomes did not have a good first half. They had a terrible first half on offense. He throws a pick, a terrible pick, to start right. the second half. And you're like, Niners, they are serving it up to you on a platter. If you right. would just take advantage of this, you can bury this team, get up two or three scores, and it's over. Well, think of this, but too. But they just weren't taking advantage of it. And I'm like, you can't let them just hang around. They're going to fucking think come back Think of this, and too. The Niners on their first possession, in the first possession of the whole game, Driving. Driving. McCaffrey fumbles the ball, what, inside the 20? Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you just – a chance at three points right there. Yeah. But you guys were driving. You would have put that ball in. You would have stamped in and been like, listen, we're a different that's, beast That's than making a statement with. on the opening drive. And that gives your defense – Just oh, march fuck, down the field here, slowly playing. and methodically and then punch it in. That's a statement. Okay. So, boom. 7 nothing right away. I'm sitting there going, oh, shit. Like, yeah. Let's see how Mahomes answers back. No points. You're like, oh shit. Because didn't they go three and out on their first two possessions? Yeah, but then the like the Niners went three and out on like nine straight possessions in the second half. But you also have to think about this too. When they scored their touchdown, blocked extra point. Yep. Instead of it being 17 13, seven or 16 13. Guess what? Chiefs don't need a touchdown there's to win the game. Three. Well, let's see. There's four big plays in that game big moments that the Niners did not take advantage of or that they shot themselves in the foot two of them are the the turnovers that they forced where they got the ball back and then didn't put points yep. up that those those right there I can't get past Their best that. turnover They're, was the Pacheco fumble because that was like inside the 10 yeah I'm like how so are we not points. punching it in here the blocked extra point after the touchdown and then the they forced the Chiefs to punt and then they have the whole fucking fumble. Chiefs get the ball back dude, and then immediately score a touchdown. Awful, awful play by that punt return. Oh, my God, dude. I was like, that was so devastating the, to The watch. ball starts like, bouncing, fuck. and he's like, I got it. And I'm like, no, you don't got it. Don't go for it. And he touched it. And I was like, oh, dear God. And that, it was like one play, and they were in the end zone. Exactly. Like, literally the next play. So, at that, how much time was left when the Chiefs punted that ball? Because you got to think about it. There, there's not a lot of time left. The... The Chiefs punt the ball away. If the Niners can get that ball back and then have a similar drive to like their opening drive and just march down the field running the ball and gaining yards, getting first downs, that game's done. That game's over. Instead, they fucking fumble the punt return attempt, give the ball back to the Chiefs at like inside the 10, and then the Chiefs immediately the next fucking play score. And you're like, oh, my God. Devastating, dude. If you're if you're rooting for the Niners and you're watching that, you're just absolutely fucking crushed. <laughs> You're trying to figure out how much time is left? That was in the fourth quarter, correct? Yeah, but this... <laughs> okay, let's do this. This will be easier. <laughs> Scoring summary? No, that's not going to be easier. Because the Chiefs' last punt was... Three plays, negative nine yards with a minute 27, but it was 3 nothing. Oh, here we go. Now it's loading. It wasn't loading, and I'm like, dude, I don't know. You're like, I'm confused by these statistics. But this has to have been in the third because it's 10-6. No. Yeah, that had to have been in the third. It says that the Chiefs didn't punt the rest of the game 
since the third quarter. I could have sworn that would that play happened in the fourth quarter, or am I imagining that? It felt like it happened in the well, fourth quarter. It yeah, was such the, a big momentum. The Chiefs shift. scored a touchdown, but that's that was again in the third quarter. Well, maybe it wasn't the third quarter. Maybe I'm misremembering. Regardless, that was a huge momentum shift. Huge. And you're giving you're giving easy points to a Chiefs offense that has not has not proven throughout the game that they can drive down the field and score easily. Well, I mean, think about this, right? You make that extra point, you get at least three from the beginning drive. What's the score? You're up. You're up at least four. No, you're up seven. You're up seven. Yeah, you're up seven. So Chiefs can't get a field goal with Bucker, who set the NFL record after Moody set the NFL record right. after Bucker set was the NFL crazy. record. So think about it. You get those four points. It's a touchdown game now. You force the Chiefs to score a touchdown in regulation to force overtime, not right. just kick a field goal. Right. Now things become different. Mm-hmm. It becomes much tougher. That's what I'm saying. Missed opportunities, dude. There, there are like four glaring missed opportunities in that game from the Niners that just they just shot themselves in the foot. That's why I kept, you know, like our, our running joke with Brandon and our group of friends is like, they just don't want it. It's a matter of want. I kept telling want it. I kept telling Taya yesterday, I'm like, Niners just don't want it. If they wanted it, they would have fucking capitalized on those turnovers. They would have at least gotten three points on those drives that they, they got the ball they, back after turnovers. Yeah, it's just... You so- cannot, against a Patrick Mahomes-led team, a team that's already proven they know how to play winning football and win in big game, you know, Super Bowl, AFC Championship situations, you cannot not capitalize on turnovers. So it was the same as the Broncos back in 2015 when we won the Super Bowl, right? Against New England, we were playing against Tom Brady here in Denver. We had an eight-point lead going into the fourth quarter, right? We were up, yeah, we were up 20 to 12. Did we block an extra? No, that's right. Uh, their kicker missed that extra point wide right. <laughs> Fucking loser. <laughs> um, the Broncos had an eight-point lead. Tom Brady got the ball back with, let's see. Let's see if we can see what it shows. They scored a touchdown with 12 seconds left. Jesus. Which, how many times has he done that in his fucking career? Right. It, it was the same thing. If you look up at the clock and you don't see triple zeros, you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, ESPN. <laughs> ESPN's making a presence. But, but think about that, right? You can't give – there's quarterbacks in this league you can't give time to. Mahomes is one of them. He's probably and, and, number and one. Brady – well, I would say Brady to. was number one because – Probably – I'm the, talking about currently. Well, yeah, currently. currently yeah. And you got to think, Mahomes, yeah, the dude's got probably the greatest arm talent we've ever seen. Some of the throws he makes, it's like – but he also gets lucky, I feel. Cause some of the throws, if you put another quarterback in that spot and they try the same thing, it's like, dude, that's got to be a pick. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's just like Travis Kelsey just jumps up. Four guys <laughs> and just you jump up and jump miss ball, and he just yeah. catches it. And it's yeah. like, dude, how – like, come on. Like, you, you have a six-foot-four athletic tight end who just made a play. Right. Yeah. But it's like – you you can't give him any time. Even no. if you gave him thirty seconds with three timeouts, I'm sitting there going, "That I mean, it's a cl- close window, but like two plays and they could be within Bucker range." Like, well, j- that Bills game from a couple years ago that made them change the overtime rules. It, it goes to show you can't give him more than fucking thirteen seconds, right? And he's still going to come down and make plays. And it, and it just comes down to like one of those that's awful coaching on the Niners. You got to know who you're playing against. It's also one of those things that. Let's be real. The Chiefs are like the greatest 
fucking team at getting the ball thrown to someone that's just jumbled in with a bunch of offensive linemen, and that person's sneaking out and like scoring or getting a huge chunk play. Dude, they did it like nine times yesterday. Like, we're not even going to run a motion. We're just literally going to throw the ball at a guy that's just standing there. <laughs> and he just sneaks out. And I'm like, guys, they're going to throw it to Kelsey. They're going to run it with Pacheco, or they might target Rasheed Rice. Yeah. That's it. Like, guard those guys. And they're like, yeah. I mean, Kelsey still had nine for like 90. Yeah. And, and he honestly like, didn't play that good of a game. No. But it's one of those things. It's like, guys, if you shut down Kelsey, make Mahomes throw to other people. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, they in overtime, they're just like, hey, this McCole Hardman guy, let's just fucking leave him wide open in the end zone. Also, though, if the Niners – so another blunder. In overtime, if the Niners would have just had the correct protection up front and given Purdy three seconds, Ayuk was wide open in the end zone. Like, mm-hmm. he, he was wide open. He beat the man-on-man coverage. There was no deep safety. He would have had the easiest touchdown. And he fucking – Purdy – Looked up and there's fucking Jones running right at him and it's like, I gotta fucking throw it and he threw it away. But he if he saw Ayuk, game well touchdown, forcing the Chiefs to score a touchdown. It just goes to show you. I mean, there's that that um, age old expression, any given Sunday. Like it just goes to show that these games, at this level, with this much talent, often especially in late season playoff scenarios like this, you know, you got. AFC wildcard games or NFC championship games, whatever, Super Bowls, it comes down to a handful of plays at most, like three, four, five plays, which, you know, the average football plays three to five seconds. So you're you're talking seconds worth of action that is make or break in these games. And it just goes to show yesterday. Yeah, it's a game of inches. And if you lose those important inches. And I I think that's honestly like if if we want to – like not be cynical for a second and just appreciate and like admire the greatness of what Mahomes and the Chiefs have no, accomplished. Fuck, fuck them. <laughs> fuck, fuck all of them. Cause you do have to, I mean, you and I have talked about it. Like we were, neither of us were Brady fans that watching him dominate the AFC with the Patriots for that long was just painful. And we are thankful that it's over, but, but now you, we have a new fucking you, era. You, you in the can, AFC. you can as an NFL fan, take a step back, remove your Bronco fandomness from it. And be like, I appreciate the greatness that was that guy. The, what Bill Belichick and Tom Brady accomplished was nothing short of miraculous. Oh, yeah. He went to fucking 10 Super Bowls and won seven of them. I mean, the dude fucking played for over two decades and not quite, but almost made the Super Bowl half of those years. That's insane. And then he won 70% of the times he went to the Super Bowl. That's fucking remarkable. So what Mahomes is doing thus far in his early career is nothing short of remarkable. He's he's been a starter for six years, played in the AFC Championship game six times. He's been to the Super Bowl now four times, won it three times. I mean, it is remarkable, and it's in, highly impressive what they're accomplishing. I just don't want to see it. <laughs> I was actually listening to – here's a question for you. I was listening to Bill Burr's podcast earlier today, and he was talking about what he considers. Did you know, to Mahomes be, almost had 1,100 yards in the playoffs. Sorry to interrupt you there, but he almost fuck. had 1,100 yards in the playoffs across what, like three games? Four games. Four games. 104 for 149, 69.8 percent completion, 1,051 yards, averaging 262.8 yards per game, six touchdowns, one interception. Wow, hundred point three rating. Sorry, I had to. I had to just throw it up there. No, that's a good point, and that's why, like, if anyone hasn't seen it, look up the comparisons between Mahomes 
overall playoff record so far in his career versus um, the same time period for Tom Brady. And he honestly has, if you go down the list in terms of like yards, touchdowns to interception ratio, QBR, wins and losses, it's all better than Brady. Now, again, going back to what I was saying earlier, he's going to have to continue to do this for another 15 or 20 years if he wants to pass where Brady was able to accomplish. But where was I fucking going with that? I was trying to make a point. Yeah, sorry, um, I interrupted you because I saw that stat and I had to. No, you're good. I'm just what admiring their about? greatness and. Oh, oh, no, we still fucking hate Bill him. Burr was talking about oh, yeah. his definition of because he's he's a Patriots fan, Boston guy, and he was saying like when he was growing up because he's been like an avid sports nut his whole life, a dynasty he considers to be like three in a row three titles in a row. That's a dynasty. So even he considers the Patriots run from like 2000 to 2004 where they won three out of the four years. Since it wasn't in a row, it's not a dynasty. And I was like, I don't know about that. I would consider that a dynasty. It's never been done in the NFL history. Like, Yeah, that's like how often dude, has it actually back been is hard enough. back to back to back? If you win three out of four or even three out of five, to me that's a dynasty. Bro, if you win – You're a fucking dynasty. If you win three out of five – that's really impressive. You're batting. I mean, I, I like to put as much as boring as baseball can be. Putting terms in as far as like statistics go in terms of baseball, dude. If you're batting six hundred, you're the you're greatest fucking hitter the ever. greatest <laughs> yeah. hitter ever. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking good. Yeah, let's be real. Obviously, huge hockey guy. If you win one Stanley Cup in a player's career, you're you're immortalized. Like you're right. put on. Lord That's an Stanley's impressive cup. achievement. Yes, it's huge, especially if you're an important player. Right, right. now, if you're just the bench guy, like woo, we fuck. Like, yeah. So there's you know, there's only two quarterbacks in the NFL, or three total quarterbacks in the NFL that have two or more Super Bowl rings: Patrick Mahomes, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's never won it as a starter, <laughs> and the Chiefs' backup quarterback, who's never won it as a starter. Those are the three co- active, quarterbacks active quarterbacks with two or more Super Bowl wins. Wow! And it's all because of Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Think about it. At one point in time, we had Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. um, Let's see, who else had two that was kind of playing with them? Well, Eli Manning had two in his career. Didn't I say Eli or did I? No, I just said Uh, Peyton. So, Eli. uh, Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers only got one. Aaron Rodgers only got one. Drew Brees only got one. Drew Brees only had one. I almost said Kurt Warner, but he only had one because they lost to the Steelers. Ugh. I feel like we're forgetting someone obvious probably. But anyways, that's still four players with two more. Right. Which means that's eight years one right there. Yeah. Right now in the active NFL, there's one starting quarterback with two Super Bowl wins. And he's won all three of his Super Bowls in a five-year span. Yeah. In the last five years. And he's been to four. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking wild, dude. Dude, I, I was actually just looking at the, the previous Super Bowl history. Cause I have to do this every year. I don't I don't know about you, but I always like forget. Like now I'm gonna now that football's over, I'm gonna shift my focus to the NBA and to college basketball. And right around the God, time that March Madness, that March Madness so rolls around, I will f- have already forgotten who won last year and like the last couple of years. So I'll have to like look it up again and remind myself. Of who I always won. was like, it's either the Chiefs or Patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how I was. So always. in every major sport that I follow, I have to do this every year because I always forget who the last you know because it's been a whole calendar year since the last time it happened. So I'm like, I, I fucking forgot who won. But I was looking at it today and I'm like, shit. 
just in terms of like to go back to the dynasty thing, I was kind of going back through the last like since like I don't know the year two thousand <laughs> basically, and I'm like, you really have the Patriots had a couple of moments. They had like the early two thousands, and then like throughout the twenty tens. Right. had like two or three that they sprinkled in there to get their six or whatever. And then Brady got a seventh with the fucking Buccaneers in what, 2019? Um, or 2020. 2020. That was, yeah, that was the one that he beat. Yeah, there was Mahomes. a bubble uh, Super Bowl, you know. Which that was is, a home field game. That's kind of Which is kind ridiculous. of funny that you, um, the the one guy who has prevented Mahomes from having four Super Bowls in five years. the one years guy we all hate. Is the one guy, the other guy that we didn't want to get any more Super Bowl titles to get his number uh, seven. Um, but it, you kind of look back, and I mean, I, in based on my definition in my book, these modern-day Chiefs are a dynasty. They've won three Super Bowl titles in five years. I mean, I, how else do you define a dynasty? And they've been to four. Like well, that's, the, that's the thing is – can you actually even really define a dynasty in any professional sport? It's kind of a loose era? definition, it seems like. Because a dynasty, to me, just just based on um, my my own personal cutoff, my like standard is a minimum of three titles, and then it's a matter of figuring out okay, within however many years span are you going to count this? Right, because you, I mean, you got to think, right? Like, I don't know. I don't think anyone should ever realistically two peat. I don't think you should ever repeat as a champion in any sport, um, let alone three. One of the wildest things that I've seen in recent memory as a sports fan was that four-year stretch where it was just the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. And honestly, if it wasn't for that one uh, 2016 win where the the Cavs came back from down 3-1, the fucking Warriors would have won like four titles in a row or five titles in a row. No, I think they lost to Toronto like in that fifth year or something, didn't they? I forget exactly how yeah. that worked out, but yeah. But, I, but mean, I mean, so here's the thing too, right? A dynasty shouldn't ever exist in reality. In, in a, any sport where there is a cap constraint, you should never be so competitive. Like the whole concept of a cap, a salary cap, is to make all 30 to 32 teams as competitive as possible if the perfect world in the nfl every team is fucking nine and eight or eight and nine right like obviously that's not i don't know how the statistics will work out on that but that's where your parody comes in and you're like dude we don't know who's it's gonna win on any given day year yeah that's how a league with a cap space should work obviously you draft and players are better than others right so things like that you know come into play coaches are better than other There's coaches injuries, yeah. right so certain things like that but you should never have a team be three and fourteen, and another team be fourteen and three, right? Like in in a true cap era, you should never have this good of teams. That's a reason Tyreek Hill is no longer on the Chiefs. The cap reason they haven't had a receiver since he left. It's literally been Mahomes and Kelsey, which honestly makes this year's Super Bowl even more impressive. Right? They, I mean, they had Pacheco this year, which given just for, the lack but, of weapons, like imagine if that guy had a stacked receiver room. Right, and that, that's the thing that makes it like you go, okay, I mean, yeah, they won, but at the same time, we, we keep saying they didn't necessarily deserve to win. It's like, I mean, they truly didn't deserve to win. Who else on the planet could win with those guys? No one. Yeah. It's like – Which is why I have to say, like, look, you got to give tip your hat at a certain point and be like, what Mahomes and the Chiefs accomplished this year was pretty fucking remarkable considering yeah. what kind of a season they had, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, like I said – 
you know, they never should have been I, there in the first place. Let alone win the whole. Fucking as as shoot, much man. as I might hate someone, I still give them credit when the credit is definitely earned. And he's a great quarterback. And and I don't have any personal things against Mahomes. I'm sure he's a great guy. Sure, would I That's love to meet thing. him? I don't sure. have anything against him. I can't stand his fucking wife. Yeah. I can't stand She's really obnoxious. his fucking brother. And he's very obnoxious. Now Mahomes at least has three rings while his dad has three DUIs. Dude, call fucking Uber. His dad's just fucking kind of a call mess a fucking from Uber. what I've heard. Um, I can't stand Kelsey. I just I fucking can't. I, I don't like him at all. I like his brother, but I don't like him at all. Yeah. Like if he just if he tore his ACL and was like, I'm done, I'd be like, thank God. <laughs> um I've said some very mean things to Andy Reid before in person. When I was at a Chiefs Broncos game, oh, I was like, "What do you mean? You walked by him at a fucking?" <laughs> he walked by store? me when he was going in the tunnel after oh. they beat us, and my brother and I were at a game, and we had a little alcohol in us, and I said some not so family friendly words to him. And well, I'll say this: I am happy that Andy Reid is having the success he's having after yeah, having a such a rough Philadelphia rough stretch in Philadelphia yeah, for you, a long Philadelphia. time. Yeah. Fucking Eagles sucked ass this year. They, How they, about them Eagles, Brandon? Yeah, fly Eagles, fly. Yeah, straight to the fucking shit can. Dude, that was one of the most disappointing narratives Dude, the worst of the season. Ever. I, I don't. What the fuck happened? They were twelve and last, one or whatever, and then they just disappeared. Utter collapse. We, like, we went nice. over it on our last podcast because yeah. I think at that point they had already lost. Right, I think when we recorded our last episode, yeah, they lost the, to the NFC Bucks championship. And the, yeah, in the wild card round, and we were just like, what happened? And we went through like their last six games where they only won one of them. Right, or they something, lost at home to the Cardinals. Like, what are we doing here? After being like far and away the best team throughout, a but big but that's chunk the thing the too. Year. Then right, the good teams know how to win, and in in the NFL. The best teams are led by their coach and their quarterback. You know, going back to Brady Belichick, everyone's like, well, Brady could win with anyone. I'm like, I don't think so. I think Brady and Belichick needed each other to succeed. Agreed. You had to have both of them together, and that's why it works so well. Mahomes and Reed. I don't know if Mahomes would be as successful without Andy Reed. Andy Reed's arguably the greatest offensive mind in football, in my opinion. I agree. I 100% agree with that. So if you're a great offensive mind and you put talent in front of you, especially at the quarterback position, right, you should be able to make people or throw the ball to open people and hope they catch it. Chiefs had a problem with that this year for some reason, but it's like I could catch balls from Mahomes. I might be slow and fat and out of shape, but at least I'll catch the ball. (laughs) Might tear my ACL, blow out my back, you know. But at least I'll catch the ball. But it's like those two could overtake Brady Belichick. Is it going to take time? Yeah. Do I think Andy Reid has 10 more years coaching? I don't know. Tough. How old is Andy Reid? He's, he's up mean, there, isn't he? I'll look it up. I think he's younger than Belichick, but I don't know if he's that's not healthier than Belichick. Belichick's very old. But but it comes down to one of those things, right? It's just I hate Mahomes. Andy Reid is 65 years old. So he's seven years younger than Belichick. But he's a little bit unhealthier, I think, than Belichick. <laughs> Someone was making a joke <laughs> earlier about that whole interaction between Travis Kelsey where they were saying, like, they're like, I think part of it was like Andy Reid was taken off guard by that. Like, he's, you know, in his playbook, play sheet, and he's looking out on the field. And then here comes fucking Travis Kelsey just all fired up and coming out of nowhere, like screaming like he's shot out of a cannon. And then someone was like, yeah, and also, like, well, let's admit, Andy Reid's not exactly in the prime of his athletic <laughs> yeah. life. <laughs> like, yeah, that's very true. That's, that's, uh, just gets knocked put, over putting from it a, mildly. 
Yeah, that's a weird altercation, though. Like that was strange. I I haven't really seen that sort of behavior from Kelsey before, where he's getting in the face of his so head coach like that. that he was got he got taken out, and then Pacheco fumbled the ball. And I'm like, what are you mad at? Do you think you were going to block better on the run play? Yeah, exactly. Like, like what's the correlation here? If you were in like, the game, that wouldn't. You're, were you saying? Because people made a meme, and he's like, listen, bitch, my bitch is up in the stands. I got to score. And I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. dude, this is too fucking – it's going to go too far. I don't know. I I, I think – I mean, that, that play that Pacheco fumbled on, he still had like six yards. Mm-hmm. Like it was a good play call. But that's Andy Reid making the play call. And it's Andy Reid trusting that he has players around his star quarterback that will do the right thing. My, my best guess is that – Travis Kelsey is one of the best tight ends in the league. He's very competitive, and he's playing in one of the biggest games. I'm not going to say the biggest game of his career because he's played in Super Bowls before, but one of the biggest games of his career, and he's got his girlfriend, who also just so happens to be the most popular musical artist in the world right now watching. It was a lot of pressure. He was very fucking amped up, and he was like, I want the ball. I, I want think, to do I well. think stuff like that you brush off, right? Yeah. Because you're just like – I don't think like the if two I was of the them, head coach they're going to move right on from right. that. It's if, not a big deal. If I was the head coach and I had a star player come up to me in football and – well, I don't know what was said. I'm sure there's people out there Tensions that are, get high. It happens. And he like bumped into me, and I'd have been, I would have just turned around and been like, bro, like chill. Yeah. Chill the, you're you're going to get your fucking yeah. touches. We're like, on the same side. Relax. It's not my fault that he fumbled six yards from the line of scrimmage on a good play. He just fumbled the football. Get in his fucking face. It's just frustration from, like, things aren't going well. I'm frustrated. Right. I, I want to feel like I'm more in control of our destiny here instead of just But at some point, watching. as a good leader and a good player on your team, you got to realize, I can't go after my head coach. It's not a good look. And you got to just... You know, corral the troops on the sideline and be like, listen, guys, we're better than that fucking play out there. Yeah. You know, and then you go up to, and hey, I want the ball in my hands. I, yeah. I want to be a playmaker. Go have a conversation and, with him right. instead of coming up fucking screaming at him and half knocking him None of this, like, I'm just waiting for one receiver this year to come out and be like, I didn't touch the ball enough this year. You know, I want I should have the ball in my hands, and that's who I'm taking in the first round of fantasy next year. Because Stephon Diggs came out and did that. Yeah. Stephon Diggs had the greatest year of his career the year that yeah. he came out and did that. A.J. Brown came out and did that. All they did was feed A.J. Brown. And it's like every year one player bitches and moans thinking it's all about them, and then they force the ball to him. And it's almost always a wide receiver. <laughs> yes, <laughs> who's making a lot of money as it is. Every once in a while it's a running back or something like that, but it's almost always a Dude, wide running receiver. Running backs are like, we got to be fucking quiet, guys, because they're not paying us, so we got to just shut our <laughs> right. mouths and work hard. Yeah. But it's – yeah. Maybe don't bump your into your head coach who's going to be – I mean, you're obviously bigger than him because the players get all the credit when – let's be real. Andy Reid deserves a shitload of He's the mastermind for, for sure. Yeah, And it's like – Great coach. You know, without Andy Reid, do I think that the Chiefs are this good? Absolutely not. No. Do I think Mahomes is this good? Absolutely not. Do I think Kelsey is this good? Absolutely not. 100% no because they're not in the right scheme and system for them. Yeah. So don't maybe maybe just don't. Bump into your old head coach and <laughs> scream at him yeah. in the what, second quarter, first quarter of the fucking Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I do think though that the the conversation on the sports talk show radio on any ESPN show that you're going to watch, sports talk show, the conversation around that altercation is going to be way more blown out of proportion than how those two are going to handle it. Those two guys are going to are they've already moved on past that. Bro, it's you, not going you know, to be if, like if any that sort happened before halftime, you know they went into halftime and Kelsey probably had been talked to by some players and yeah. you know a few coaches on the sideline like just yeah. 
chill out. And you know they went in there and like, hey, that's my bad, yeah, my those bad. Those two got know? that shit ironed like, out. Like I said, quickly. nine for 90 is pretty fucking good for yeah. a, a, any player in a Super Bowl. Yeah. And yeah, I think the, the sports media is going to make a bigger deal out of that than those two are. Nah, they're just going to talk about Taylor and Travis. Well, yeah. Fucking Andy Reid's probably sitting at his house eating a cheeseburger right now. Being like, yeah, I'm just ready for next year. That's part of why I like Andy Reid is he's just like, listen, I like football and I like cheeseburgers. That It, it is what it right. is. <laughs> I'm a simple man. <laughs> oh, you guys want to go party? Yeah, I'm going to go get a cheeseburger and go yeah. to bed. <laughs> go tuck in early. <laughs> fucking get some beauty rest. I'm going to go watch film in the morning when I wake yeah, up. Right. Right. All of you are still start Start prepping for hammered. next year. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I like Andy Reid. I don't, you know, dislike Patrick Mahomes, but dude, it just fucking sucks. Can I uh, pivot this discussion away from the actual pivot. game? Pivot, pivot, pivot. Um, towards the and one thing in particular, I wanted to ask you about. So you know, everyone knows every year the the commercials and the like movie trailers teasers are a big part of the Super Bowl, right? Deadpool. What are your thoughts on Deadpool? Because I know you're a big Deadpool guy. So I wanted, I wanted to get your shit. thoughts. It comes it. out a couple days after my birthday. So. I, when I heard that they were making a third Deadpool and that Wolverine was going to be part of the story, we've talked about this before, I think. Maybe we've had like Marvel discussions. I was not that excited about that. I'm like, listen, I didn't think Deadpool 2 was very good at all. I thought that I liked the first one. I didn't like the second one at all. And I think um, the way that Hugh Jackman sort of quote unquote retired from that character in Logan was a an absolutely perfect send off. That the to me bringing Hugh Jackman back as Wolverine would be akin to bringing Tony Stark back as Iron Man at this point. I'm like, listen, I you think- did it perfectly. You <laughs> sailed off into the sunset. Can we just leave it be? So I was very very apprehensive. Now I will say this: I'm going to watch that movie, and I'm Wolverine's not going to lie. The trailer trailer looked pretty fucking good. It looked funny. I cracked up at some, a few of the jokes. <laughs> And here's the thing that's interesting. I think the landscape of the MCU has changed so much since 2018, which is, I believe, when the second Deadpool came out, that now Disney is having to rely on Deadpool to kind of save their asses, which, which is, is a very crazy unique thing in a Disney. crazy situation Did, to be in. My favorite thing is when he goes, <laughs> Disney, are you ready? And I'm yeah. like, dude. So that's part of the reason I love Deadpool, right? It's that crude, dark, yeah, not yeah. Good humor, and that's the shit that I love. It's yeah. like we got to be able to just make fun of people and not have you know do it in a reasonable manner, but like just move on from it. Like let's yeah. get raunchy. Let's like it's just that's the shit that's really funny. And that's the appeal of that character. Oh, yeah. he's, he's meta. He's aware of the fact that he's a comic book character, and that you're in a movie right. theater watching him. When I, so he's like ma- cracking the fourth wall, making jokes. And I don't. How much do you follow the Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman? off screen some of it i see like i i think i follow hugh jackman on instagram and so I, I see some posts and stuff they seem to be good buddies off screen Dude, they're always giving each always, other shit yeah, i mean and you gotta and, think yeah. too like even in the first deadpool he puts like uh wolverine's face on him when he staples it on him because he's got this oh, whole that's right so that's right. he's always been like making fun of the x-men yeah, and yeah. you know wolverine and then uh-huh. they finally get their rights to it so you're like Maybe they've been trying to get Wolverine in the movies, but they never had the rights to Wolverine, and now right. that they got him. So I get where you're coming from because you're such a Wolverine guy that you're like, listen, that was the, the perfect send-off of the character. It's an amazing movie. But now you got to think, okay, 
where Deadpool 3 is going to come in is probably going to be prior to some of these X-Men movies. So mm-hmm. it's like doing that whole time loop again where we loop back in time to where Logan would still be around and yeah. be this young buck, right? You know, yeah. and being an X-Men and everything and it's not as Wolverine ends. So it's like I, I get I, I get yeah. it's hard, but at the same time I'm like I think this would be a good reach for them. Don't extend it anymore. This has to be like you can't make another Wolverine movie where it's a fucking random like insert in time. Make this be the last one. And I think the only reason that Hugh Jackman came out for it was because of Ryan Reynolds. I think so. Yeah, he's probably like, if I don't do this, I will literally never hear the end of this. Shit. Right, right. So I'm I'm a little bit conflicted because I have I have like polar opposite opinions on this, and this is why I'm I'm struggling so much with how I feel about Deadpool three. Is like I said. Did not I okay, here's the thing. When Deadpool came out, I saw it and I thought, this is this is a good movie. This character is interesting. I've never seen a character that Ryan Reynolds is more fucking tailor made to play, born to play that character. He is Deadpool. It's got good action, it's funny, you know, he's breaking the fourth wall, he's making jokes, yada yada yada, whatever. Then it was on FX all the time. So I would just see Deadpool on TV all the time, and I just got sick uh it just got like really played out for me the type of humor that's in that movie and then the second one came out and i just didn't think the second one was very good at all now granted i've only seen it once i'll have to rewatch it before the new one comes out to see if my opinions changed but i just didn't think it was that good of a movie and the other thing is i have uh to use like an, an analogy that i've heard other podcasters say that i've always thought was hilarious i have sold all of my ryan reynolds stock i'm all the way out on ryan reynolds he like I used to like him and I think he is a talented actor when he wants to be, but he's almost let the Deadpool persona just become him and he's just Deadpool all the time in every movie. And I am so fucking tired of it that I'm just like, I don't I'm like actively avoiding Ryan Reynolds movies at this point. See So I, there's that, but then there's also Wolverine is my favorite superhero. And the way that I think they're gonna do this he's is a that mutant. Well, they're superheroes. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Ask any the bad, Marvel. The bad guy's not a superhero. Fan. Ask He's any a Marvel villain. comics fan. Yeah, well, they're a bunch of. We're not. Well, no, I'm not going down that path with you. He's a mute. Um, what I think they're doing with this movie is they're going to have Deadpool almost do a hard reset. And I don't know. You didn't watch the Loki show, but those little like the guys that he's talking to in the trailer and these little portals that show up, that's the TVA. They introduced that in the Loki show. So if you want to know more about that, watch Loki. But they're going to use that. I think they're going to use Deadpool to almost like do a hard reset on what we understand as the current MCU. And then whatever happens moving forward where they introduce X-Men and Fantastic Four and then the Avengers and all that, it's going to be a slightly alternate reality mcu from what we have seen thus far not gonna lie after deadpool 3 i'm probably gonna be out of the mcu well i think and not to turn this into an mcu podcast because we had a right, whole one of those chiefs. recently because fuck the chiefs and let's not get away from the topic at <laughs> yeah, hand fucking the chiefs. <laughs> fuck the chiefs that's the topic <laughs> um, at hand <laughs> um but i i think that is one of the most interesting things to watch is is like can deadpool save the MCU because I think the interest since Avengers Endgame in the last four or five years has done nothing but go down. They've released a lot of stinkers both critically and box office success wise 
Cap, uh, the the Marvels was the most recent movie release. Big bomb. I haven't even watched it yet. That's the only, that's the first one that I finally was like, I'm just gonna wait till it's on Disney Plus. So, and I was like, I'm pretty much down to see anything. And I even I was like, I just can't. I'm the, and then the whole Kang thing, like Jonathan Majors being fired as Kang right after they basically built their entire future around him as the centerpiece. I'm like, God, what are you guys gonna do? So that I think is the most interesting scenario here. Is like Deadpool is now in a position where he's like. Not only going to make a third movie in his little trilogy, but he's like responsible for saving the Disney MCU while simultaneously like shitting on them in their own movie. Right, it's well, going to be mean, really interesting. I mean, you got to think too. Deadpool. So when the first one came out, parents took their kids to it thinking it was going to be a superhero movie. That's a mistake. And they left and they were like, what the fuck did I take my kid to you? Did First of all, it was R-rated. Pay attention. So now, if Disney puts their stamp on it, which they're going to, because they got to be Disney everywhere to make their money, parents are going to take their kids to it again, and it's not going to be an appropriate movie for kids to watch, and people are going to get pissed, and then that could deter people from watching Marvel things. Now, again... Even more than they already have been right. deterred. Now, do I care? No. I'll watch Deadpool, and then, like I said, I'll probably check out on the rest of the Marvel shit, because... It, it gets to be too many. I was looking at the timeline of what you, movies you need to watch in a row to get to the end game, and I'm like, dude, there's way too much shit. Because now we're like 15 movies past fucking end game. I was gonna say you're not even talking and about I'm the like, stuff that's been past end game. That's right. and that's where they have like kind of lost people. They've, right. People have lost the thread because they're just like, I can't keep up with this shit. It'd be like Harry Potter making a sequel to Harry Potter, and it's you know the next generation like the first years that were there when Harry fought Voldemort in the Battle of Hogwarts, now we're just going to go to some random first year the next year. And it's like... Well, and it would be like if Warner Brothers, after the the eighth Harry Potter movie, it's, it would be like if they released five more movies and like ten TV shows right. all in the Harry Potter universe. You'd be like, what the fuck? Like, well, I yeah. like Harry Potter, but slow down. Yeah, it's just... It's one of those, like, when things are done right, stop. Yeah. But they can't. It's dude. all it's about fucking cow. money. Yeah. yeah. And it just got... It, you know, it just got to the point where I'm like, I gotta check that out. Like, I gotta so, fucking be over this. Your your hype level for Deadpool is very high. Oh, dude, I'm super. Did you ready watch to any of the it. other trailers? Because I uh, this morning I was kind of catching up and watching some on YouTube. They did the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie. The new okay, Planet that's of the Apes. another one. Then it's like it looks cool. I mean, I think you I should, saw some of it, but I'm just there's you, so many of these now Planet of the Apes movies. You should highly, I highly recommend the Matt Reeves trilogy. The one starting with James Franco, I think that one's called Dawn, maybe? No, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I thought that was just Planet of the Apes again. No, I think it's Dawn, and then there's like... I always get Dawn and Rise confused. It's like one and two, they're interchangeable. But then it's like, I think Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, and then War for the Planet of the Apes is the third one in his trilogy. Those are pretty fucking good movies, especially the second and the third one. And I think this Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes movie is kind of a continuation Have you ever of the that, old? like way in the future. I've only seen bits and pieces. I haven't of seen like, a lot what, of the original in the 60s ones. 60s or 70s? Because there's some really old ones, and then Mark Wahlberg Mark made Wal one. It was like 2001. Like, yeah, 2001. Was, I've never yeah. seen that one, I don't think. Oh, that's the one I've watched like a thousand okay. fucking times. You should watch the weird. Matt Reeves trilogy. It's actually very good. I highly recommend those. I'm yeah, all I in just, on the apes. The apes are cool. <laughs> I don't know. That wouldn't. Well, I'm. I'm kind of excited for Dune two. I know. I don't think there was a new trailer oh, for that. Kind of excited. It's my but, most anticipated movie of the year. We're less than a month away from that. But We're like a couple weeks. Dune away. one was like, when I watched it, I'm like, dude, I'm like kind of bored. But I'm like, I gotta 
maybe it's just digging into the the story and then I looked up, you know, because I was like, I got to Google this and just see because yeah. this is a really fucking boring movie if there's nothing after. And it's like, that's like heavy part one. Oh, yeah. There's like, a lot this of This is just like a build up. And yeah. I'm like, uh, okay, okay. This, we'll I'm not going to lie. It. Some of the trailers I've seen for this second one look fucking crazy. Oh, dude, I'm I'm ready for it. I'm so fucking excited. Um, I'm ready for Deadpool. And then that's all the movies that I have on my radar right now. Did you, you're not a Quiet Place guy, right? Mm, that's the one with uh, Blunt and, and John Krasinski. Yeah, so they released so, a trailer for. There's a prequel, Quiet Place Day One, and they released a trailer for that, like right before the Super Bowl. So I'm not, a, I'm not a big scary looks, movie looks guy, obviously, scary. and I know that's not necessarily. Like, I wouldn't call it a scary. It's like the jump scare, right? It's more yeah. of an adrenaline movie, it's kind of like a thriller horror, right. more than like an. All so I've horror. watched the first one. Um, so I get. It was okay. I watched it oh, very dude, quietly. I'm a, I'm a big fan of that on movie. my computer screen, so it wasn't very big. <laughs> um, the second one's good too. I've seen, I think, half of the second one, or bits and pieces of it, I guess. And the first one's like, I don't know. Maybe I've missed pieces. I'm like, I don't know how these fucking things got here. Yeah. Like first. Well, off, that'll I'm be like, covered in the prequel movie. I that's guess. Coming out this summer. But yeah, I sat there. and I'm like, I don't know how these things got here. So it's like I'm not scared. But then again, I'm like, I am a very loud individual. I'm like, I'm, I just, I'm dead. That we Taya and I have been fans of that since the first one dropped. We went and saw it in theaters, and that was one of the coolest movie theater experiences that I've ever had because everyone was watching that movie as if you couldn't make any noise. Because, like, the fucking monsters could, could come you, tearing could you imagine you like, make So like it was an, fucking dead silent. Could you there. imagine if you make, like, an interactive movie where the audience's reactions, like, like you know, you had sensors in a room and the audience's reactions caused a separate scene to, like, flick? Oh. I so, bet you were going towards that. That's so probably like, going to be you're here. You're sitting there and, like you said, everyone's quiet and someone goes. Someone coughs or something. Like, I'm terrified. And you just hear, just comes out of nowhere, you're like, fuck! But that's, right not what, what, that's not what happened in the theater next to you at that exact oh, moment. Oh, yeah. It's based on like the emotions. So it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure, but based on per theater. Could you imagine? I mean, I think we're pretty far away from that because that would be like... But dude, could you imagine you're just sitting there and you're like, fuck, upstairs. It's like, well, that's not, that's not that far off from... I don't know if you heard about... So Black Mirror is one of my favorite shows. They made a Black Mirror movie a few years ago called Bandersnatch. Really weird movie, really weird title for a movie, but it was a choose your own adventure on Netflix. So you can literally, as you're watching the movie, there comes to these like juncture points. It's like a video game. They're like, do you want to go down this road right. or this? And you road? can choose A or B. And based on like you and I could both watch that movie and see two totally different endings because it's a choose your own adventure. Right. But this would have to be like just off your emotions. Right. So this we're would getting have there. I'm be... sure that's going to be a thing at some point. Bro. <sighs> I'd be willing to bet. I, be, I bet you actually, if you could do years. put, if everyone had Neuralinks and you like had to sync them. Well, that's what it'll be. We'll all drive our Teslas to the. Fi- we'll all get in our Teslas yeah, and I'll have them drive us to vehicle. the theater, wearing our Apple Vision Pros. Nope. We'll get out and we'll all go into the theater with our Neuralink chips, <laughs> and we'll have nope. an interactive experience for a quiet place. I'm gonna 17. I'm gonna carry the old pocket EMPs from like Black Ops Two and just start EMPing people. Then as they walk by me, like. Just short circuiting people. <laughs> They're like, ah, and I'll be like, damn, that sucks. I think the only other one. What are the trailers that they release? Wicked. They made Wicked into a movie. I never saw the play or anything, but it's that was been a sensation for like twenty years. Um, we'll watch that. Don't know how I feel about that. Probably won't watch it. Um, what else? What else? What else? Some of the commercials were funny. The Dunkin' Donuts one. Dunkin' was Donuts funny. was probably the best one. Um, I'm trying to think. They had a. Was it a, a Mountain Dew? They had April. The the um, Aubrey Plaza who plays April in Parks and Rec, and mm. then 
uh, a Ron Swanson commercial in like a Mountain Dew thing. That one was pretty good. She's the one that's like zero emotion all yeah. the time. She's yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's her character in the show too. That's why it's so funny because like April is just always like, yeah, she- so excited to be here. She's the one that's married to uh, Chris Pratt's character, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's and he's April and Andy, one. and he's like a little kid, basically. He's just a kid stuck in a big guy's body. Did you know that he got in trouble during the filming because he flashed everything to them in that one scene where he opens the door and <laughs> he's got his robe on? I didn't know about that. So he was supposed to have like the whitey tidies on or whatever. Yeah. Well, he just took everything just off. Just balls out. Fucking flashed him. And they were like, oh! Like... <laughs> And NBC like sent him a letter being like, you can't fucking do that. Like if the next time you do that, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, Chris Pratt's my fucking guy. Chris Pratt's great. Well, one of the craziest transformations ever is him going from Andy. Well, like how he looked as Andy on Parks and Rec to Star Lord. Fucking wild. Dude, Lost he, like 60 pounds, got jacked. Yeah, he's got some great roles. Like, yeah. Fucking Hatterberg in um, Moneyball. Like, oh, yeah. He's got some That's crazy right. fucking, like, he's, uh, what movie did I just watch that he's in? And it's not a big role at all. Fuck. He has some, like, have you ever seen well, He's him? in, like, Zero Dark Thirty. Yep. He's in Wanted with James McAvoy. Really small part in Wanted. Have oh, yeah. He's the fucking movie? roommate. Yeah. Yeah, that fucks his girlfriend and then yeah. he gets beat up by a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he, it's weird going back now and retroactively watching those movies. We're like, that's fucking Star-Lord just in this movie for like five minutes. That's really weird. Dude, it's like some of those big movies. They're like, I just want to be a part of it. And they're like, well, I don't have a big role for you. You don't want to be this guy that's going to have like 45 seconds. Like, I'll do it. And it's like. Well, it's. I think it's just it's retroactively weird to see mega stars now when they were at that point in their career. Because it's like everyone has to go through that. Brad Pitt's done that. George Clooney's done that. But now, where they're at now, it's weird to go back and watch them in like these weird little bit parts where they're just in one scene. You're like, dude, that's fucking Star Lord. Like, that dude's the face t- of a massive okay. Marvel trilogy. Like, is it just me? Or every time you see Ryan Gosling, you're like, you're just a fucking liability. Like, <laughs> you're a fucking liability. On I like Ryan end. Gosling. I have every, I have sold all of my Ryan Reynolds stock, and I'm I reinvested it into Ryan Gosling. I'm holding my every, Ryan every time stock. I see a. Ryan Gosling picture I'm a dude fucking liability <laughs> fucking Petey's better than you bitch you're never gonna forget no but I mean that's just more like, like the meme that goes on with that is they're like yeah. just remember he was such a liability all these women were all about him and yep. he's a liability I'm like yeah not fucking wrong he's so young looking and remember the titans oh yeah he literally looks like he's fucking eight. So I heard a lot about... We, we don't have to go into Remember Titans because we really deviated from fucking the Chiefs. We have. Because also but, fuck um, the Chiefs. Yeah, Let's fuck not forget Chiefs. why we're here. Yeah. <laughs> this is the whole reason you're here. Fuck the Chiefs. Um, I heard a lot of shit about Remember the Titans, actually, that I'm like, well, I didn't fucking know. But then again, I'm like, it is Disney. They like to fucking lie about things. In terms of like changing the story and stuff? Not necessarily changing the story, but the way that it's portrayed is they were the only mixed white and black team... Of the time, right? And apparently that's not true at all. They were one of the last ones to integrate in certain places. And I'm like, oh, I thought they were the only ones based on like how the movie was. I obviously never looked into it. And then I like looked into it and they're like, no, other teams like this existed. It's probably just what they're counting on is most people who watch that movie are just going to be like, oh, well, it's it's like the blind side. We're like, wow, that's how, you know, Michael Orr became this guy. And then he comes in and he's like, that's not fucking anything like what happened. He goes, I had a fucking bed. He's like, I knew all this shit. And they're like, no, we we bought him his first ever bed. That was really interesting. That just was just a few months ago when he came out. And isn't he in the middle of a lawsuit with the Tullys or whatever? It's like the whole conservatorship. I think it was settled now. Oh, okay. It was like the whole conservatorship and how they owned rights over him. That thing's super shady. If that's all true, that's fucking shady. 
Dude, imagine just bringing in some dude, raising him up to be his NFL lineman, win a Super Bowl, you know, you're get like, this paid is my millions. Fucking 401k like, right here. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm retiring off of you when yeah. you're already rich. Yeah, wild. Just be a good people. Yeah. There's not enough of those in the world. But. So fuck the Chiefs in so, summary. Fuck the um, Chiefs. Uh, the Broncos will win the Super Bowl next year. Uh, 38-14. to 14 Over who? Over the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know what? If I just predicted next year's Super Bowl, we're going to be on Joe Rogan. Um, if that is actually what ends up happening in next year's Super Bowl, I'll tell. I'll say it right now. I'll give you $1,000. I need more than a thousand. I need like ten grand. If I don't have ten grand to give you, but I'll give you a thousand. If the <laughs> which by next year will be worth like if the Broncos beat the Cardinals thirty-eight to fourteen in Super Bowl what fifty six? No, no, it'll be like fifty-nine next 512. year. Five hundred twelve. Yeah, it, wasn't it? This year was fifty-eight. Dude, I can't believe the Broncos won a Super Bowl nine years ago. Yeah, <sighs> where is the time gone? Whatever Super Bowl is going to be next year, if the Broncos beat the Cardinals thirty-eight to fourteen, someone's giving me ten grand. <laughs> Someone out there saying that ten grand. That's pretty much going to be a year to the date of the Super Bowl, and that would be a crazy fucking prediction. The teams and the outcome and the points. Could you, dude? If it ends that way, I'm going to be like, Yo, Zach, remember a year ago? <clears throat> I beg like, you have my Venmo, right? Because you said you were going to give me a thousand dollars. That's a verbal contract. We both agreed oh, yeah. to it. And anyone that listened agreed to paying ten grand. So that's like eight people. That's eighty grand. Like, that reminds me of. Uh, do you remember in The Wolf of Wall Street when he gets fired from the Wall Street firm that he's on, like right after he gets his Series 7, and he goes to work for that like investor center that's selling penny stocks? Yeah. And he's having that conversation with the guy during his interview, and he's like, what kind of spreads did you guys get like when you were selling stock or whatever? He's like, oh, we had like 1% or something like that, 3%. And he's like, on pink sheets, it's 50. And he's like, it's 50% is the spread on these? And he's like, so if I sell $10,000 worth of this stock – I get five thousand dollars. Is that is that what you're saying? And the guy goes, "If you sell ten thousand dollars worth of this stock, I will personally suck your dick yeah. for free." And he goes, "And I want it to happen. <laughs> I, want it to happen. <laughs> I want that to happen." <laughs> yeah, but 38-14 uh, Broncos over the Cardinals. I'll give you a thousand bucks. Saying it right now, that'd be the most remarkable fucking <laughs> prediction ever. That would be insane. I would with, put you down in my phone as Nostradamus with, from now with on. Justin Fields as Super Bowl MVP. Oh wow! Now that's an extra fifteen hundred. All right, so now you're up to twenty five hundred. You gotta up that. All right, I'm willing to give you twenty five hundred if that bro? actually happens. That'd be the. We're best gonna start making life. you pick fucking lottery numbers if that actually happens. Dude, if that shit happens, I'm getting a boat and living in international waters. <laughs> all right, no, fuck the Chiefs. Um, fuck Chiefs Kingdom. Although they're one of the nicest fan bases that I think I've ever encountered i'd love to go to a game at arrowhead i hear they're great to the opposing team's fans so know, you know, the chiefs fans that i've run into at sports bars here in colorado are really fucking obnoxious but maybe that's just the chiefs probably fans because they're not chiefs fans because they're bandwagoners they're, they're broncos yeah. fans that just jump ship when peyton left yeah. and now they're like yo dude i've been a chiefs fan for like 12 years and it's like when were you a broncos fan they're like well the first 36 years of my life i cheered <laughs> for broncos it's like oh and you just jump ship now Kind of like all those Warriors fans that just sprouted out of nowhere when it was like, right. what, 2014 or something? When they had the Western Conference all-star team on their yeah. fucking starting five and their bench. And they're like, guys, we're the greatest ever. And everyone's like, oh, my God. And it's like, <laughs> you're not even a fan. of You didn't even know they existed. They're like, right. Clay Thompson is the greatest. Draymond should win Defensive Player of the Year. And I'm like, do you even watch basketball? They're like, Steph Curry is good. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. You don't fucking know ah, shit. All right. 
Get the fuck, get the fuck out of here. Well, on to basketball season for me and on to f- hockey season for you. <sighs> fucking Avs have lost four in a row. Fucking. How are they looking this year? Besides the last, Besides four, the last four, they've been okay. It's okay. just, can they get healthy and pull their heads out of our asses? But that's all Denver teams right now. The Nuggets have been looking shaky as fuck this year. Yeah. They're still playing pretty well, though. They're still, like, what, in the top four in the in the West or something? Yeah, like they're, that. like, half a game back yeah. or a game back. The West is – the top, like, several teams in the West are, like, right there, neck and neck. I think it's going to be the Nuggets that still come out because they have the experience. It's – they're kind of like, yeah, we don't need the regular season wins right now. Like, they're your game out of first place against everyone was getting all excited about opponents. the Clippers being in first place. I'm like, settle down. The Clippers aren't going to do dick, right? Kawhi's going to get hurt. Then yeah. Paul George will stub his toe, yeah. and then fucking James Harden shit. can't carry anybody. Yeah, I'm so happy Joel Embiid got hurt because fuck that guy. <laughs> um, he had like some sort of foot surgery. Is knee. that what's going on? Knee surgery. Yeah. And he's going to be out for like several weeks. I don't think he had knee surgery. I just think because he sat out here in Denver and everyone's like, you're a fucking pussy. You can't play Jokic in Denver because you keep skipping the game. And he's like, my knee hurts. Yeah. And then they're like, we got to make it sound like he had knee surgery. They're probably like, we're going to give a little incision. And then we're going to stick well, and wasn't he like wasn't he already coming up on he could only miss like three or four more games to be still eligible for right, MVP for the, contention because he'd yeah. already sat out so many games or whatever. And he scores 95% of his points from free throws on fouls that I look at, and I'm like, dude, there's no way they called that. Again, going back to what I said, the integrity of all these pro sports games, the referees are fucking ruining the games, the leagues are ruining the games, and yeah, soon soon we're only going to have fucking baseball, and we're all going to be trying to fucking jump off two-story buildings to just like break our legs. I was going to say, being Rockies fans, that's a that's a dour situation. Oh, dude. <laughs> at, least, at least the Avalanche and Nuggets have won championships in the last right. two years. Yeah, yeah. Ease the pain for fans around here because the Rockies have arguably the greatest baseball fan base there is apparently, yet they put the worst product on the field every single year. And Everyone the owners just keeps showing up. are just okay with it because they make so much fucking money. It's just such a vibe to go to the Coors Field and watch games. <laughs> no one cares. They're like, yeah, the team sucks. Who gives How was the Rockies game? They lost like 19-4. to <laughs> But, but we had drinks and we laughed. And I got absolutely fun, yeah. fucking hammered. I'm keeping the Rockies in business. <laughs> we'll go back another weekend. Yeah, like, yeah. You're the problem. It's like I know. <laughs> I fucking. You're the problem. I know. All right. Well, I don't think we have a plan for our next episode, but um, this we'll is come our up with something. Maybe we'll just do our, our, like a, a shooting the shit. Yeah, this is our first episode back here in a couple of weeks, so we wanted to do a little. Super Bowl reactions, uh, reactions to the season. Get um, our depression out. All that. So that's it. Football season is come and gone. Yep. It fully is gone, dude. That's such a depressing thing to think about. I know. We don't get anything until spring games in two months. And then that's over until OTAs in July. (laughs) And then we have to wait till August. Oh, fuck. (laughs) All right. Let's wrap this shit up. Anyways, fuck the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yep, We'll be back with another episode sooner than later. Until next time, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in.